Holy Hour of Power, the Terry and Jesse Show. A lot to celebrate this month of April. Uh, the institution of the Holy Eucharist. Uh, we uh, the Divine Mercy Sunday. Uh, you know, we're preparing for the Feast of Pentecost. Uh, what a great, what a great time to be Catholic. I'm reporting for duty. Terry, what about you, my yes, friend? Yes, I'm reporting for duty. And boy, this is going to be a good program today. You've got some great articles. And really, it's just so good. We're going to show problems in our culture. And then we show the solutions. And it's always the same. It's Jesus Christ. And that's what I love about being here on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Because we can share the answer to all the woes that the church and the, and the uh, culture is going through. Jesse, I wanted to um, mention... Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about why is no one asking why the left is fighting so hard to keep pornography on the shelves of our children's school and libraries. Yeah, why? I mean, that's a good question. Number two topic, California schools lawsuits claim social media companies are causing mental health crisis for children and teens. Okay, that's a a, a big issue. Uh, And, you know, when it comes down to everything that I... When, when it comes down to it, is that we're, we've lost the Ten Commandments, okay? We're, we're, we have solutions here, and we're going to get to that. Also, Jesse, we're going to talk about the movie Nefarious. I watched it over the weekend. You saw it earlier than I did with your wife, and I'd like to make some comments about the movie, uh, and we'll do that in the last segment. Also, Jesse, for the good-to-know file, you know, I hate to have to say this, Cardinal Cooperage is reportedly preventing Eucharistic adoration during a national pilgrimage. Jesse, it was only 30 years ago Cardinal Bernadine did something similar to that regarding Eucharistic adoration back in the 80s. I they have something in, they have something in common these two cardinals. They're modernists. Okay? I'm sorry, that's just how I classic, see it. Yeah. They don't want to have devotion to the Holy Eucharist and this is the revival that's supposed to be going on the national revival. And they're asking permission to have the Eucharistic uh, walk through the Diocese of Chicago. And they're saying, not on our watch? That's crazy. All right, here's well, a good... Oh, go ahead. Yep, Supich also, when he was the Bishop of Seattle, Washington, yes. he also uh, told people not to go pray outside in front of abortion. He made it mandatory well. the priests in his Diocese of Spokane, Washington, could not no. go. Yeah, that was horrible. I remember reading that one. Hey, Jess, another one. One of our good friends, Father uh, Jeffrey Kirby, who's been on our show He's out now saying, he says, I'm calling it what I have to. Transgenderism is a grave disorder. And he tells Christians to hold a line against it. And that made history, isn't that? Does that tell you anything about where we're at, Jess, when a priest says that? Also, Jesse, this is good to know. The United Nations says that we should decriminalize all sex and drug-related activity in the name of human rights, including sex with minors. The world has gone to chaos, brother. Yep, because uh, we are no we, we the pe- when you throw God out of society and yep. culture, this is what you have. Yep, the vacuum that comes in is diabolical disorientation and yep. confusion. That's right, brother. That's what you have. A couple other things I want to mm-hmm. mention is oh, that uh, kneeling could be an avenue to rise through the ranks of the FBI. Uh, judging by the recent promotions, the last two agents that were that were promoted to in the FBI did so because they knelt in front of Black Lives protesters. What? Uh, yeah, so this is on oh video. So the FBI, uh, if, if, if you want to get promoted in the FBI, all you have to do is kneel down 
in front of protests and riots in front of the Black Lives Matter. Unbelievable. And uh, in fact, the article here says at least six agents from the Bureau's Washington, D.C. field office were photographed kneeling during a BLM march on June 4th, 2020. Wow. And uh, and we now call this group, on we call them kneel, Kneeling Team Six. <laughs> <laughs> kneeling Team Six. Also, uh, this is... This is this is troubling. Yeah. The feds arrest two people and they charge dozens of Chinese for aiding Beijing through a police station. Two men. Yep. That have been arrested on charges that they helped establish a secret police station in New York City on behalf of the Chinese government. Is this microphone on? (laughs) And more than three dozen officers with China's National Police Force have been charged with using social media to harass dissidents inside the U.S., said the Justice Department on Monday. Also, there's another Catholic movie that's coming out today, just a one-day release. It's called Mirando al Cielo, Looking to Heaven. It's one night only. It's tonight. I got to see it. It's the story of the Cristero War and and St. Jose Sanchez del Rio. Uh, And so if anybody, take a look at your, in the theaters in your area, the movie's called Mirando al Cielo, Looking to Heaven, one night only, tonight. And if a lot of people go out tonight nationwide, they may open it up into other theaters. It's about the Cristero War and about St. Jose Sanchez del Rio, a very powerful movie. Oh Hopefully we Catholics can get out there tonight, Terry. You got it, Jess. Well, good for that. Let's get some soul food in our souls right now, Jess. Uh, yep, there you go. To, uh, speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. Amen. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to John, mm-hmm. Jesus said to Nicodemus, you must be born from above. Protestant translations will say you must be born again. The wind blows where it wills, and and you can hear the sound it makes, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, how can this be? How can this happen? Jesus answered and said to him, you are the teacher of Israel. And you do not understand this? Amen, amen, I say to you. We speak of what we know, and we testify to what we have seen. But you people do not accept our testimony. If I tell you about earthly things, and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? Yes. No one has come up, no one has gone up to heaven except the one who has come down from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, so must the Son of Man be lifted up so that everyone who believes in Him may have eternal life, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Nicodemus was a closet follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. He really wants to know what Jesus Christ, uh, you know, he really wants to understand his message. Jesus Christ says you must be born from above. The Greek word is you must be born anathen, uh, which means you must be born of the Holy Spirit. Well, how are you born of the Holy Spirit? You can read on uh, in, in this same chapter, you'll see that you have to be born of water and the spirit. That's a reference to baptism. We know that because of Titus chapter three, verse five, it addresses that issue. We also see that our Lord Jesus Christ, anytime he says the double amen, the double Hebrew expletive, he's talking about something that's very important. This yep. is how you get to heaven. Yep. And so he's talking about here the importance of baptism. And he also says, by the way, to Nicodemus, I'm the only one that's come down from heaven. Nobody's come down from heaven except me. Yep. So he's showing Nicodemus his uniqueness. 
Uh, no, there's nobody else like him. And he also talks about, he refers to his passion and death when he references himself as, uh, as Moses did when he lifted up the serpent in the desert. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's referencing that that's exactly what's going to happen to him. He will be lifted up in the desert. He's, he's referencing his crucifixion, yep. his passion, his death and resurrection. And so how are you born? How are you born again? Catholics, you are born again through water baptism, through the tr- through the Trinitarian formula. Well said, Jess. Let's bring the smartest guy into the room. And Jesse, I'd like you to give a little commentary since we're going to be talking about uh, immorality and, and the connection with violence in the world. Uh, I just I want to preface it by I mentioned yesterday that there's all kinds of violence going on in Chicago, uh, right here in Los Angeles, in Compton, which is a suburb 40 minutes from my house. 500 people looted a Arco station, uh, which is a convenience store, and the police came and they couldn't do anything. They backed down because they were outnumbered. So this is becoming more and more prevalent. Yeah, it is, Jess. It's crazy. So here's what Bishop Sheen says, and see if this ties into our topic for today. Hmm. He says, everyone who is conscious of sin knows that his sin deserves punishment. Yeah, right. Of course. We're sinners, right. Not if you don't believe it, but if a sin or guilt is denied, like it is in the world today, the need for punishment finds its outlet vicariously in a love of violence visited upon others. Jess Romero, your thoughts. Terry Fulton Sheen said, you can tell the diabolical has come upon a society. You have love of nudity, love of of violence, and division. That's exactly what we see in America right now. Uh, and, and, and you can't... Father Chad Ripperger, he talks about how we got here. Yeah. This started back in the 60s. He says that the devil has five generals under him to yes. execute his plans. Yes. And he says that the first demon that was deployed by Satan yep. to America was Baal, the demon of impurity, yep. where the fornication laws were struck down, basically. And uh, Baal laid the groundwork in this country for the free love movement. Yeah. Then next, Father Ripperger says that the, 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 the next three demons showed up. You have Asmodeus, who's a demon of homosexuality in men. Yep. Then there's the demon uh, Leviathan, which is the, the demon of homosexuality in men, but of the masculine kind. Yeah. Then Satan deployed the, the, the fourth, the, the next demon, Lilith, which is a female demon of female homosexuality, wow. lesbianism. And then Father Ripperger says the final demon that he's deployed is the fifth general. He's called Baphomet. He's the demon of child sacrifice, modern-day abortion. You got it. And so if you think about this, when we shot down our fornication laws back in the 60s, yeah. uh, Father Ripperger says that America delivered itself into the hands of these five generals under Satan. And right now, the last one is the most active, Baphomet, the demon of child killing. And so wow. uh, the more well, sin that people commit the more empowered the demons are, and it actually gets worse. Well said, Jess Romero. When we come back, we've got Dr. Ed Mazza joining in on a conversation with us on what we're talking about. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show. In spite of all this violence and sin, Jess and I, yeah, you too. We're too blessed to be stressed. Yeah, we're too anointed to be disappointed, and if hope was money, we'd be billionaires. Stay with us, family. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Dr. Ed Mazza must be listening to us. And he's got to join in on the conversation we're talking about. 
In regard to immorality and the denial of sin. Dr. Ed, welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show. Oh, thanks for having me, Terry. Our pleasure. And you know we're Fulton Sheen people here, and we're quoting Fulton Sheen about violence and the denial of of, uh, sin and how it all connects. But, Dr. Ed, uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, I know you're doing classes right now for people to do online history classes. What are you up to right now? I want our listeners to know about what you're doing. Well, Our Lady of Fatima said that wars are a punishment for sin. She sure did. And right now we've, we've got this war between Ukraine and Russia. Right. And I'm doing a special mini course. There's no homework. There's no tests. Yeah. You can join it live or you can watch the videos that I send to you. Yeah. It's, uh, we started on Mercy Sunday mm-hmm. uh, because it was also Russian Easter. Mm-hmm. And the title of the course is Russia and Mary. So if you want to know more about Mary... And if you want to know more about Russia, yeah. uh, you got to go to edmundmaza.com okay. and sign up for uh, 99, 99 bucks for uh, four class sessions every Sunday. Wow. Okay. And so give, if- us a little, give us a little teaser. Give us a little synopsis of the course. What are people <laughs> going to learn? Well, you know, God has chosen Russia. Um, the exorcist, uh, Father Malachi Martin, in an interview he did 26 years ago, on radio, mm-hmm. said that he, you know, he had read the third secret. Yeah. He claimed to have read the third secret of Fatima. He let slip during this interview. He said, I don't know why God would have chosen Kiev and Russia for his plans, but he did. Mm-hmm. Now, at that time, that was 1997, was, was Kiev on anybody's radar? No. <laughs> no, but apparently... Uh, this, what, what's going on right now has been foretold and is part of the third secret. Uh, so that's one of the things that the students will learn, that's especially going to be in our final class. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about what's going on with Ukraine and Russia. But we're going to be looking at how God has plans for Russia and how throughout its history it's had a special devotion to Our Lady mm-hmm. and how uh, it's, you know, God told Sister Lucia that God has entrusted the peace of the world and the conversion of Russia to Our Lady. And so we're not going to experience peace until the Pope and the bishops properly consecrate Russia. Got it. Hmm. Okay, and how people, again, what can they, what's your website where people can tend to sign up for that class? Very simple. Just go to edmundmaza.com and click on the enroll button. And uh, we'd love to have the folks. Um, I'm also doing doing, uh, another course on the real Jesus versus the fake Jesus. That's on Tuesdays. <laughs> and then Pope History on, on Wednesdays. Awesome. Can they find all of those classes on your website, Ed? They can. Okay, great. Well, I appreciate you calling in and telling our listeners about what you're up to, and I appreciate you taking the time to listen to us here at Virgin Most Powerful, brother. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on, brother. You got it. Got sign it. up. Sign up for, for Dr. Ed's classes and become a high-information Catholic. You got it. That's right. Yes, our topic now, Shifting Gears, why is no one asking why the left is fighting so hard to keep pornography on the shelves of our children's schools and in the libraries? Why is that? Yeah, Terry, the left, let's just be honest, yeah. they're, they're over-sexualizing and pornifying oh, yeah. not only our culture, they've already done that, yeah. now they're going after the children in schools. Mm-hmm. The American Library Association is disturbed by the growing number of attempts to ban or restrict library resources in schools across the nation. In the first eight months of 2022, 
these attempts exceeded the record set in 2021. Yeah. You could look at a picture of all the books that are being displayed in libraries. They're all pro-homosexual books. I'm looking at them right now. Horrible. One says, one says Pride. Another one says Our Rainbow, Our Rainbow. Pink is for boys. Pink is for boys. The other one says uh, Stonewall Riots. That's the, that's when the homosexuals uh, had yep. their first right in New York. Yep. So uh, for traditional conservative-minded parents, it's about time that parents become aware of the need for book review committees. Exactly. With parental participation, uh, parents have to get involved. We Ew. have to make sure that these inappropriate materials that are flooding into the school libraries in the U.S., we have to make sure that parents are the ones that are vetting this and making sure that the liberal board members uh, don't violate parents' rights to decide what their students should be allowed to read in class. Again, if, if, if we just allow the, the teachers to get away and the school boards to get away with this, this is just more government overreach. This is just another layer of government. And we in the public, parents, we have to make it clear that we don't want more government control no. over our kids. We want less. Hey, hey, Jesse, can I jump in and say, if yeah. you're not going to be willing to do that, take your kids out of the public schools. Because we have a moral obligation to protect our children. And so by not doing anything, that's what I call a sin of omission. We've got to get involved and protect our children from this craziness that's going on in the public schools. And like I said, if you're not willing to do that, take them out. Get them into a private school, get them into homeschooling, because you can't do this and be a, a, a good Catholic parent without fighting for your kids. That's the bottom line, Jess. Yeah, Terry, the left wants to, well, they've been introducing, they don't want for to, they've been decades. introducing what's called diversity, equity, yeah. and inclusion. Yeah. And in fact, even people that are administrators, they, right. want, they, they want the people that hold high office in the, yeah. in the schools and in committees they want you to be able to sign off and to embrace this diversity, equity, and inclusion, which is nothing other than socialism. It's uh, it's kind of, uh, you know, uh, it has this veneer yeah. of public education, but all it is is socialism coming in like a Trojan horse. And uh, you can see there's a website that shows you where your state's public school system ranks on the number of DEI personnel, how many people work in, yeah. in your public school that embrace this diversity, equity, and inclusion, which is a Marxist socialism. The violation of a parent's rights to decide what their kids should be, re should be allowed to read in school, such as enriching and socially redeeming literature, mm -hmm. like Push by Sapphire. Again, Push is another, it, it looks like here it's another woke leftist publication yep. that's being pushed on our kids. And here's the problem. All of this, Terry, it's, this is not progress. This is regress. Yes. We're going back. We're not going, going forward and becoming better. We're becoming worse. Yes. And, and yet the promoters of the cancel culture and the social media censorship for conservatives, now they want unrestrained speech in the form of inappropriate literature sexual ideologies and portrayals of violence in the public schools. Uh, again, parents need to get involved. They need to make sure that there's sexual advisory committees made of parents, mom and dad, 
so that they can review the materials that are being utilized Absolutely. in school libraries and in school classrooms. Terry? And just I just want to mention this article. Yes, it's very graphic. We can't say it on the radio. Yeah. It's that bad. But I will say this. These are the same people who work on both sides of the fence. When there's some immorality going on in the public school that is offensive, that says, oh, this is... You know, this is the, the, the priest or, uh, or the, the teacher did this to this student. It was uh, it's horrible. You can't have both, okay? You can't condemn the school system and the Catholic Church for immorality that's going on and say that this pornography is okay. So this is a double standard, and I would like to just ask our listeners again to get involved in your kids' education. Take a look at the books and when you see this, and you go, wait a minute, I'm going to go to the, the meetings there, the public meetings for the school district, and say, hey, not on my watch. I don't want this for my kids. Stop it. Because you know what? If you don't stand up for your kids, I don't know who will. That's the point I make. And, and, and be, with God's blessing as a parent comes the grace to protect the children, especially mom and dad. That's part of who we are. So let's stand up and defend our kids from this garbage. So what can parents do? There's two suggestions. Yeah. You can find out if your school district has a sexual advisory committee that reviews the materials That's right. that are utilized in school libraries and classrooms and get involved, mom and dad. Yep. Also volunteer to serve on such a committee so that, you, that your voice of reason and faith and common sense can be heard. It's no surprise that inappropriate sexual material becomes the norm and the teaching standards in schools when leftists and liberals predominate local school boards. Uh, just like in Fairfax County, Virginia, they've, uh, they have one of the largest and richest school districts in the nation. Yeah. 20 years ago, they started promoting Heather has two mommies to little kids. Yep. Uh, why? Because not enough people of faith were getting involved. And in recent years, the sexual revolution has gone into hyperspeed, into Big warp time. speed with uh, showing all kinds of sexual inappropriate uh, uh, things in, in these books. They're introducing them to middle school kids in Fairfax County. You also have terminology yeah. by the left, such as they, they'll, they, use, they use sex assigned at birth. Yeah. Unfortunately, that was also incorporated into the K-12 sex ed curriculum. And uh, one of the members... One of the Fairfax Family Life Education Curriculum Advisory Committee, they posted on Facebook, on their Facebook page, that Christians are the Taliban with an image of Christ on the cover. Is that amazing? Uh, uh, and, and on the cross over the mocking words of total winner. So, Terry, these people that are involved in this transgender movement. It's evil. They they are Antichrist. Absolutely, Jesse. And when we come back from the break, I want to talk a little bit about the St. Thomas More Society with our legal opt-out form, because we're going to give you the tools to fight for your children. And this is what we do here today, because we the children are worth fighting for. Mm -hmm. And Jesse, what you just said, these people are evil. Yeah, that's that's exactly what they're doing. They're corrupting the young people. If anybody, when we're going to talk about the movie Netherius that we, the last segment of the show, we're going to show how the devil creeps into things like this and forms the young people to have habits so that the way they, they are young, being influenced when they're young, that's the way they die unless some special 
thing happens to them to be converted. This is why you don't want to let your children get into this stuff when they're young because it's going to affect them for the rest of their life. They're going to have to, you know, this this stuff shouldn't be given to our young people. This is uh, not only abuse, it's an attack on our young children. And mom and dad need to have the tools to fight it. Yes, that's my take. Unfortunately, Terry, a lot of this came has come through as a result of the pornography industry exactly. and the, and the legalization of right. pornography right. by the U.S. Supreme Court. You know, you have the prophets of Satan that were used very powerfully. Yeah. Were you know Hugh Hefner, oh yeah, Larry Flynn, yeah. Bob Guccione. Yep. These guys are the the prophets, the apostles of Satan. Uh, you know, you have uh, all all kinds of other dehumanizing programs that I, I don't even want to mention them oh, on the radio horrible, show. Horrible, horrible. So when we come back, we'll yeah. talk more about the St. Thomas Society creating an apt-out form. Uh, it's an it's something that would be good for you if your kids are in the public school system. we got to fight. Hey, sitting down isn't going to do it. We have to stand up with the Catholic faith. Much, much more. Stay with us, family. We're going to come right back after a quick break here on the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin We're back to Terry and Jesse's show. Too blessed to be stressed, too anointed to be disappointed. Terry. <laughs> Jesse, we're has... talking about the Thomas More Society. They're creating an apt-out form, and it's a national nonprofit public interest law firm that exists to provide pro bono legal services to individuals or groups fighting to restore respect in law for life, family, and religious liberty. In the election of integrity, this group has stood up for the pro-life people from the little sisters of the poor and just a great organization. So this great school initiative notes it's on its website says it's a violation of privacy and safety issue when teachers, counselors or administrators have conversations or solicit private information from children through polls, quizzes and other communications about human sexuality. State laws require that these practices are contained for sex ed classes only. This would include the promotion of any and all sexual this would include promotion of any and all sexual ideologies. Students' private information is protected by both state law and this uh, FERMPA, Family Education Rights and Privacy Act. These laws keep all students safe. No shouldn't no students should be outed in school. Nowhere in the state law does it require that a parent must use a school form. In fact, the law clearly states that a school must accept a parent's written opt-out. And this is something that the parents aren't going to know, Jesse, unless they're told. That's right, Terry. Really? Yeah, good. We got to inform them. Yeah, good point. <clears throat> also, Terry, I want to move on to this other topic that we have here as well. Uh, as Catholics, you know, there's we're, we're battling things in the culture. Yep. Uh, and another thing that we're battling, Terry, is oh, yeah. the fact that California schools, they, they're admitting, they're filing <laughs> a lawsuit yeah. against social media companies saying that the social media are causing mental health crisis for children and teens. Can you imagine that? Yep. That's something that, that uh, common sense would tell you that. 
if you're plugged in to negative information all day long, oh, yeah. it's going to have an effect on you. You don't need to have a PhD in psychiatry to know that. Nope. But uh, again, there's a lawsuit. It's been filed by the Oceanside and Coronado Unified School Districts against the nation's largest social media That's company. down in San Diego. Go ahead. The, su- the suit argues that their content algorithms and yep. platform designs are addicting children and teens, leading to anxiety, depression, and suicidal thought. The defendants include tech companies like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, WhatsApp, YouTube, and Google. Yeah. And the complaint, the lawsuit alleges that the tech companies represent, number one, a public nuisance, number two, negligence, number three, gross negligence, number four, RICO conspiracy to conduct the affair of the enterprise through a pattern of racketeering activity. Wow, wow, wow. So a jury trial is requested. The complaint suggests American youth are facing possibly the most severe mental health crisis in history, along with the benefits of the rise of technology, mm-hmm. which also uh, comes ser- with also comes serious consequences. The major media social platforms, including Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok and YouTube have spent millions to develop and market their products to minors, keeping them coming back for more and more and significantly contributing to this mental health crisis. You know what we should have done? We should have called Dr. Lou Sandoval to give us a segment today. I, oh, I forgot to do that. Been great that, that, that would have been good. Yeah. 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 yeah you, want, you want to pick it up from there? Well, Karen? I just want to say this, Jesse. Again, you know, we have the answer. It's the Catholic faith. This is, uh, and people say, well, you can't bring religion in. Yes, I can, Jesse. We're supposed to, we're supposed to have every inch of this planet if conquered for Jesus Christ. So we need to stand up to these uh, social media companies. And let's be honest with it. People are addicted. They're training them so that for their whole life, they're going to be addicted to watching uh, either they're addicted to the YouTube channel or to uh, social media. And it becomes out of control. And when we wonder why so many young people are committing suicide, so many young people are depressed about life, because they're learning about everything except what's most important in life. What's most important? They haven't been taught the faith. And I'm going to be honest with you, Jesse. Our church has dropped the ball on this. We could capitalize using this social media better. We're trying to do that right now. But we need to bring the goodness of the gospel to these young people and to all people and not let them be abused by secular humanists and by demonic influence on social media. That's my take. Exactly, yeah. The lawsuit aims to protect 200,000 students just in San Diego County alone, four local school districts, and 12 others nationwide are hopeful for change. Great. You got Carlsbad, Oceanside, National City, and Ramona are now plaintiffs in a lawsuit just filed against all the major players. And they allege that Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, and YouTube have caused a mental health crisis amongst youth. In fact, there's a 15-year-old who was cyber-bullied online. This this is more common. This is more common. She couldn't take it, and she hung herself at school. Again, this is not not uncommon. James Franz said this. The deeply concerned Franz Law Group is taking on these tech giants and says these companies target kids that are knowingly and are knowingly harmful, manipulative, and addictive. Uh, one of the one of the spokesmen, for James France, says, "quote It will be controlling their behavior, how they run their company, and algorithms, and proving they're not 
intentionally deceptive. Right now, there's no one to control that, close quote. Unbelievable. James Franz, he also said that they're eager to get their experts in the courtroom to talk about depression and addiction. He says, quote, brain scans show an area lighting up when exposed to this similar to gambling, close quote. So it's interesting. People that are, you know, social media junkies, a certain part of their brain lights up similar to gambling. That's And and similar to pornography, too. Yeah. Hmm. The lawsuit isn't trying to eliminate social media, but rather make them more responsible. A win for this team would mean transparency surrounding algorithms, money for educational materials that warn students about the possible dangers and resources to address student mental health. Yeah, well, I'm even more important than mental health is spiritual health. This is corrupting our young people. And again, we have to have the gospel. That's the message we need to give to these people. Hey, Jesse, uh, unless you got anything else to say, I want to spend some time talking about... Yeah, I don't want to mention oh, a, couple, ahead. Go ahead, a couple more things it, on, on this social go media. Ahead, hit it. Is that in the last couple of years, let's just be honest, social media has dominated the lives of young people. Oh, big time. And uh, in fact, a lot of them are even posting when they're going to commit suicide. Yes, I've seen it on... They're, they've even streamed it yet on they're YouTube. An, they think it's a joke or yeah. some type of a cartoon. They lost the meaning and purpose of life. Yes. And so they're even announcing their suicides for all to see. So these platforms that we've just mentioned in this article, yeah. they're increasingly used to express desperation in the, and, and depression so in the face of a lot of these young people. So sad. And, and, and also, Terry, I think what social media does, it, uh, it distorts reality. You know, oh, yeah, big time. Yeah, they compare themselves to everybody who's posting themselves, looking yeah. at their best and brightest and yeah. biggest, and yeah. you know, a nice car behind them and nice house, and a lot of it, it's just it's fake. These are just uh, photo ops, and so it it it's very shallow. Social media, the instant messaging is very shallow, and people send pictures of themselves because they want they want to get like. Oh, I want I want to see how many likes I get. Yeah. You know, doctors have actually said that this can be very dangerous to those that are suffering from emotional distress oh, yeah. when they use these platforms and they don't get a like. Uh, mental health experts are also finding that these young people that are using social media to post their distress or even their final farewell to the world, like we said, they're 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 announcing the fact that they're going to kill themselves, and and I'll tell you, the use of social media, it's 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 making people less involved in a community. It's making people alienating hi- them. Yes, alienating them. highly individualistic. Yeah. In other words, it, it, social media tends to exalt the individual right. and solitary and isolation. It doesn't it doesn't promote community, and so what it does social media. It forms a collection of these scattered individuals around the world that, uh, again, they're just trying to connect to each other by liking each other. And this, Terry, this is really a fake world. Well, you know, Jesse, what we're going to be talking about when we come back is going to bring reality into this world. You see, good and evil. What they're missing in social media is God, yeah, and also the fact that there is evil and there's goodness and that there, you have a soul to be saved. And how do you do that? That's what this next this movie that we saw over the weekend, Nefarious, talks about, the devil 
And we want to talk about a little commentary on it because there's some things in there that I wouldn't recommend for a young family to go see. But for a mature people, yes, it's a great movie. And we're going to talk about why it's great. What in that movie is really an antidote to what we just talked about for the last 40 minutes? The culture. Yes. What it is, is again, showing that there's evil and that you have a soul to be saved and that the devil is real. And that movie should affect people in a real positive way, especially lukewarm Catholics, fallen away Catholics, anybody who's just coming, going along saying, hey, there's something wrong, but I don't see where what it is. Well, after you watch this movie, you're going to realize that it's because there is Satan loose in this world and the devil is out doing his work since the, since the dawn of creation. He's out there doing his thing. And so here's the point we're making. This movie would be a good movie to watch and share with your friends who are not practicing their faith. And also, I might add, for me, I, I was more motivated to realize, man, uh, we got to protect ourselves from any of these, you know, by obviously living in the state of grace. Jess, we're going to talk about that movie, and I know you have a lot to share with that because we've already talked with the uh, with one of the priests who's been working with the movie and uh, the uh, he was also in the movie. Father Darren was one of the prison guards. That's right, he was one of the big prison guards. That's right, I saw that. So anyhow, we'll, we're going to cover that and much more. And why do we do this? It's because we want to get to heaven. That's our big focus, and not because we're wanting to titillate anybody. It's the facts. The facts are life is short. Eternity is forever. How can we help the world? By giving them Jesus Christ and showing them that they have a battle for their life, for their soul. And that's what this movie is showing. And I want to encourage people to go see that. We'll talk more about it on the other side of this break. Stay with us, right. family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Hit We're it, back Jesse. to the Terry and Jesse Show. Got it, brother. Both of us just watched the movie Nefarious <laughs> a couple of days ago. Yeah. The word nefarious, by the way, it means wicked or criminal. That's what the word nefarious actually means. Let me give you my analysis of the movie, and then Terry will jump in. Sure. Nefarious is different from other horror movies that are coming out this month or that have ever come out in the past. And I'll tell you why. The other horror, horror movies, they focus on the demon and what demons are to and, and, uh, and all the diabolical phenomena and manifestations. That's pure garbage. This movie was written by brilliant men. Yeah, holy men too, I might Yeah, Carrie Solomon and Chuck Konzelman, both practicing Catholics. Yep. In this movie, Nefarious... By the way, they're the ones that also directed God is uh, God is Dead One, God is Dead Two, and Unplanned. So that you know the quality of their, oh, their yeah. film. But what they do in this movie is they expose satanic powers uh, for everybody, so people could see the way the diabolical actually works. It's a psychological battle. It's a mental battle. They attack the mind. They attack the memory. Mm -hmm. And so here's the plot of the film. Then I'll, I'll let Terry jump in. So the plot of the film is this. That on the day of his scheduled execution, Edward, the convicted serial killer, he gets a psychiatric evaluation during which he claims that he's a demon on the day he's supposed to get killed at 11 p.m. at night. Uh, and he further claims that he says this, that before their time at their meeting, before their time is over, 
as he's being interviewed by this psychiatrist, Dr. James Martin. Yeah, no, no uh, coincidence. Yeah, no coincidence that they use that name, Dr. James Martin. <laughs> uh, Edward, the killer, the convicted killer, serial killer, he says that Dr. James Martin will kill three people. Yep. Three, he'll, he'll murder three people before tonight. Before, And so what Carrie Solomon and Chuck Konzelman did, Terry, if they, they've actually captured the truth, the essence of demons and demonic forces, unlike anything we've ever seen on the screen in this movie Nefarious, because they showed that what the demons do is that they're subtle, they hide, they attack the mind, they attack the thoughts, they attack the imagination, they hide behind mental illness. Let me tell you, everything, the way they wrote this movie was nothing but sheer brilliance, Terry. Yeah, yeah. I agree, Jesse. I only have one little concern for, and just a, a caveat or a, a buyer beware, the end of the movie when the man is executed, it's pretty gruesome to a point where I would not want my young children to see that. So that's the only part that I would be uh, hesitant to show. But I will say this, Jesse, <clears throat> again, this movie is a great tool to evangelize non-practicing Catholics. And because, the lukewarm, I and think. And the lukewarm, too. Yeah, but especially lukewarm. Because really this shows that the do- demonic is alive and well. And most of the time, people don't even know it. It's like that analogy I give you all the time, Jesse, about a boxer. If if you're in the boxing ring and uh, you're not throwing, you're, you're just, you don't realize you're up against a a, uh, a champion, you're going to get, you know what, beat out of you because yeah. you're not ready for it. And so we have to know that life is a battle. It's a war. It's spiritual warfare. That's the message I thought the movie gave to just anyone watching to say, hey, if this devil's real, I better be I better be aware of this and I better take action. And the action is living a holy life. Yeah. Uh, a couple of other things I want to mention about the movie sure. is is it, it was released on April 14th, a few days ago on Thursday. What it does, it gives the world an uncensored look at Satan's agenda. Oh, yeah. Uh, th- this film, Nefarious, it's the perfect Trojan horse to introduce to maybe a non-believer or a lukewarm Catholic, to introduce them into the reality behind the culture war to an audience that would never be attracted to a film about God. Think about that. The film is also, it's billed as a horror thriller, but it's much more than that because it has the writing and it has the acting caliber of that movie Silence of the Lambs. And it also has, in my opinion, the genius of the screw tape letters. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So Nefarious... Uh, it, it also it it's it, it brings it the, the viewers to the truth about the person of Jesus Christ. They would call the demon would call him the Nazarene. Yeah, but it's, it's a reference to Jesus Christ. He yeah. he was he was referenced several yeah. times. Yeah, he was the carpenter. He kept calling him the, the carpenter, the Nazarene, yeah. and and in this movie, Jesus, the Nazarene, the carpenter. Yeah. you know he <laughs> he he's, he exposes the dark forces of Satan with this powerful film. Now. If you want to know what possession looks like, that's the way it looks like. Go watch the movie. That's the way it looks like. Possession looks a lot like mental insanity, and mental insanity looks a lot of, a lot like possession because demons, they know that people that have mental illness, that they're soft targets. And so what they do, they go after them with a vengeance because nobody's going to pray for them. Nobody's going to, you know, take them to a Catholic priest for the sacraments. And so, and a, so a priest can lay hands on them. They're going to say, no, he's got mental illness. Just give him his medication. And so it's, what's interesting also is that many psychiatrists today, they've recognized demonic possession. It's, it's, it's actually, wow. 
in the DSM. So what's the DSM? It's that it's the, it's like the Bible for psychiatrists and psychologists. It's called the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. It's just by for short, it's called the DSM. In the new DSM, the newest version of the DSM, it it calls it it it, it calls disassociative identity disorder slash demonic possession. Yeah. So it's now in the DSM. And you heard it several times in the movie, the, the psychiatrist would say, Edward, you have disassociative yeah. identity disorder, DID. It's, it's, it's in the DSM, it's a hyphen right after that. It says demonic possession. Yeah. And Jesse, I, I love the part where the demon knew exactly all the different uh, problems with mental health and named them all off, you know, like, wow. And one more thing I will say, the critics of this movie, you know, we call the, the people that review movies. It's interesting. Only 40% of them said they liked the movie. But here's the kicker. The people who paid the ticket to go see it, 98% of those who went to the theater gave it high marks. I mean, saying that it was a fantastic movie. So that tells me something about who the reviewers are. And I think that probably, and this is just my take, when you, you watch that movie and, you, and, and four out of ten reviewers say that it's not that good, that tells me they don't like the message. That's what that tells me. That's right. And I don't think it's a coincidence that the psychiatrist, the second, the first one was killed by the, by, uh, by the devil, yep. by demons, the first one. Yep. The second one, his name was James Martin. To me, not a coincidence that his name was James Martin because this, the second psychiatrist, he was conflicted psychologically. Do I believe in God? He's, he Do I a, not believe in God? Atheist, sir, yes. So he was, he was playing with flirting with atheism agnosticism theism yeah exactly and, and so to me i mean uh, there's also a catholic priest by the name of father james martin who uh who's conflicted between being a catholic priest and pr- promoting the 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 pro lgbt the pro lgbt ideology i don't think it was a coincidence that the screenwriters used that name also something else very Dominic. interesting the movie demonstrates that abortion oh yeah euth- euthanasia powerful. And and all these woke liberal issues of the, of our day, they come from the devil. Yeah. The 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 movie was very clear, very clear about on that. that. Yeah. The movie also takes a shot at a woke liberal Catholic really priest. Really at first, when the woke liberal Catholic priest goes into the prison cell to, to with, in front of Edward and the yeah. psychiatrist, uh, the demon is has an aversion and runs back. Yeah. And 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 is afraid. Then it's all of a sudden, normal. the demon the demon sees he's a modernist that yeah. he doesn't believe in in possession. <laughs> then the then the demon inside Edward like is very you. relaxed. I like you. <laughs> he sits down. He extends his hand to shake his hand. Yeah. In other words, it shows in the movie. It shows that demons like priests to be woke liberal modernists. They're actually friends with priests like that, Terry. Yeah, and I would even go so far to say, Jesse, if you are a Orthodox priest in today's culture that uh, the devil is after those priests. And that's why we need to be praying for our priests because uh, the, a, a good Orthodox priest can wreave havoc on the devil. Yes, of course, yep. Because of the power of his priesthood, exactly. holy orders and the sacraments. Also, another thing that I noticed in the movie is that uh, nefarious, it shows the, the movie shows the psychological war that the demon wages against oh, the human yeah. mind. That was incredible. And it also shows the vast superiority of the demonic intellect as compared to hu- a human intellect. Isn't that the truth? Yeah, you just can't. That's why the rite of exorcism tells the Catholic priest in the 1614 rite of exorcism, 
You're only allowed to ask the demon four questions. You don't dialogue. Like you don't get. dialogue. There's no conversation. You don't answer any of the demon's questions exactly. because they will tie you into a pretzel intellectually. Yes. And you'll see, Terry, Tell me. what was happening in the movie is the demon is constantly trying to either draw the priest out or a layperson or the psychiatrist to draw you out of your lane and to trigger your emotions by saying things to you. Like, I know this about you. I know that about you. And then when, once your emotions are triggered, you start acting in a disordered way in front of the demon. It was very obvious that this demon was in control of the conversation with the psychiatrist. He kept triggering him and he kept pulling the psychiatrist out of his expertise and out of his lane. Oh, he, yeah, he did. Yeah. And in the army, they, they say, you know, they say, don't let the enemy inside your wire. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what demons do during possession. Yeah. The demon is constantly trying to get inside the wire of the priest or the psychiatrist, Harry. Yeah, well, that's what he's trying to do to all of us. Yes. And I will say yes. this again. Uh, we need to be supporting these kinds of movies. And I'll tell you why, because we need more movies to evangelize the world. So I, when I was there Saturday night, Jesse, I was shocked. The parking lot was packed. Uh, and there's, you know, like 40 or 50 other movies being uh, played. And I thought, well, is this our culture? Is this our culture that every you know weekend night, millions of people go to the theater? Well, then we've got to be there to evangelize them, Jess. Yeah, amen. Yeah. Something else, Terry, very interesting that came out of the movie, the demon said, uh, the, the possessing demon inside Edward, yeah. he told the psychiatrist, remember he said, uh, he said that he, I'm greater than any theologian. Yes, he I, know I know more than yeah. any theologian. Yeah. Uh, and, and also the psychiatrist, because again, he was a, a low information yeah. person. He actually got himself in trouble by saying, okay, go ahead and take me. Come oh, on, come inside it. of me. Go ahead. And he paid the price for it at the end of Big the movie. I'm not, I'm not going to tell oh, you. Oh, it's a great scene. Uh, you got to see that because this is yeah. again, when you say, oh, I want to play with the Ouija board. I like to comment about the Ouija board in that movie. Saying how it's demonic. Hey, the, the name of the movie, Nefarious, you want to check it out, go to your, uh, just go to uh, your Google search and check it out. Jess, uh, man, that hour went fast. Uh, what state should we be living in, brother? State of grace. Don't live in a state of mortal sin. Uh, don't let the demon get inside your wire. Uh, stay in your lane. Don't let the demon draw you out of your lane. He'll do that. He'll constantly try to draw you out of your lane. Yep. Uh, remember, Catholics, get holy or die trying. Life is short, eternity is forever. I want to read this little prayer. Thank you, God, for another day, another another day, another time to be alive. We have taken so many of your gifts for granted. The air we breathe, the five, the five senses, the working of our family, our friends, and so much more. You are letting us see clearly the little things, for opening up our hearts for what is essential in life. Your love is everlasting. I will keep holding on to my faith because you are our God who keeps his promises, loves us specifically in our darkest days, and forgives us endlessly. Forgive us our sins and deliver us from all evil. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, brother. God bless you.